Visit our website at oalaig.org where you'll find three separate speaker feeds with over 200 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Janet. Hi, I'm Janet Mopasudovariter, and Walter, first of all, thank you very much for asking me to share. Um, it's a big honor for me. Um, as far as I can remember, I always have loved food, especially sweets and chocolates. Uh, you wanted to find me, always would find me where the food was either in the kitchen or anywhere else. And I can remember as early as probably six years old, whenever, uh, either at our home or someone else, if uh, there was something sweet on the table, I would make sure that I would try every, every sample of that container. And uh, if I hadn't had enough time, I certainly would come back later when everybody had left the room. I would sneak in and I would try it. Teenage years, I would take the extra weight off with walking um, until it, it really didn't bother me that much. But I always was a big volume eater. My plate is the tray. That is my plate of eating. And uh, people around me always have made joke about the size of my plate, and I never have cared about that. Uh, it continued until I had my children. I still would take off the extra weight with exercise, and the first time that I formally started a diet was... Uh, after my second daughter, and I lost all my extra weight, which was over 40 pounds, and boy, did I look good. I mean, I looked absolutely fantastic. And with the first compliments that I got, I thought I was done. Out the window with the diet, and I started eating again. The mentality was the same. Uh, I hadn't changed. So back and forth, gaining and losing continued, but with time, I was gaining more and losing less. I am a member of this program, life member of that one, on maintenance of the other one. You name it, if it made sense to me, and if it was uh, probably a proportioned diet plan, I have tried it. And I have done as stupid as the three-day uh, protein diets, which has been to me the craziest. I didn't want to look at the face of any more protein after three days, supposedly I would lose. Um, it continued, and I have had some milestones in my life that brought me more and more to food. Uh, immigrating to this country was one of them. Passing away of my mother was another one. Um, other things, other uh, ups and downs that would bring me to food. And uh, any time that he would come, especially when I got married, that was probably what slowly started uh, bringing me more to food because now I was responsible for my own house 
I was responsible for shopping, and boy, was I good at that. Anytime you would enter our house, I had a complete table ready to go. You would look at that, and you would think, I've got party over. And guess who was, the, who was the one who was eating it? I was the one only. I still have that table running most of the time, but it's not for me now. Anyways, um, the story continued back and forth, and I started going up on my weight very slowly. I knew how to eat properly. I knew how to diet very properly. I did not know how to keep it. That was my problem. The moment that somebody would say, oh boy, you look good, that was it. I was done. Now I could eat the whole table. I could eat the whole kitchen and the whole refrigerator. Um, about six and a half years ago, an, uh, an incident happened in my life that uh, it was way over my head. I could not handle it. If I, was, I felt like drowning. I was so nervous. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to talk to. Uh, I was not allowed to get help, unfortunately. Uh, I didn't share it with anybody. Uh, but the only familiar thing that I knew was the food. So unfortunately, I picked the wrong lid and I put it on top of my problem and it was food. I would start in the morning eating the decent breakfast, would continue in about five minutes. I was so nervous. I didn't know what to do. So I would grab a bowl of pistachio. I was not that hungry, but I needed something to chew on. So I would finish the bowl of pistachio, and then I would make a cup of coffee, and I would have it with a couple of cookies. Okay, oh, that was too sweet. I would switch to some carrots. Again, well, maybe something a little salty. Anyway, back and forth, I was not hungry, but I was a vacuum cleaner. This story would continue until 11 o'clock at night that I would go to bed. My whole day was one big meal, starting in the morning, going all the way to the end of the night. And the times that I was not at home, I had food with me in the car. I would make sure that I had something that would last me long enough when I was in the car, picking up my kids or dropping them off or doing errands. Uh, but a dear friend who's here right now recognized that fear in me and recognized that there's something wrong with me that, and this is not the one that she had seen a couple of weeks before. She stopped in the middle of the street and she said, I am not taking one more step until you tell me what's going on. So I had to share what I was not supposed to share with anybody. She looked at me and she said, I know where to take you. She um, gave me, actually, the big book, and uh, she talked about Overeaters Anonymous to me. I never to that day had heard about it. I started reading the big book until the middle of step four. It made absolutely no sense whatsoever to me, and being a controller, well, I thought I was slowly getting over the, prob uh, the problem. Actually, the problem was not solved. It was just sweet under the carpet. Slowly, slowly, I was thinking, you know, I'm taking care of it, and I'm feeling better. So, slowly, slowly, I got on my feet. Uh, I have to mention, I gained 10 pounds in one month, and that was a lot for my body, being so nervous and angry. I did not put the food down. 
So I carried that extra weight and it stayed with me. I became a little bit calmer. It was just that lid, the food that was shutting me up. It was that food that was making me hours after the hours of my life or days after days, not really solving that problem. Uh, until about a year later, oh, my friends and I went to the first Overeaters Anonymous. The first time that I went, I had the biggest sun hat in the house. I put it on and I put it just one way and wearing my sunglasses and I held the corner down. I did not want anybody to see where I was going. I was not a compulsive overeater. I just wanted to see what it was. I went to the meeting. It was absolutely nonsense. People were congratulating me. They were shaking my hand and and kissing me for what? For hating myself? For hating my body? I, it, it made no sense. I am a very logical person and what I heard, bunch of uh, phrases, bunch of words over and over and it made no sense to me. So I came out thinking, forget it. Um, that passed and about a year later, oh, I, I honestly thought that, you know, I was okay. I, I had everything under control. Right later again that incident happened and it brought me to my knees again. The same story, same uh, fear, same un uncertainty, same anger, same rage, same crying, same eating, same weight, same uh, upsetness. Whatever you wanted, I had it. And I was talking to my friend, and she knew this time that what was going on. She could, she could read my face. And uh, she suggested again over Eaters Anonymous. And it took me a while to reach to the point to see that I honestly cannot handle it myself alone. I was feeling like my grandmother, I was walking like my grandmother, and I was talking like my grandmother. I was even sitting in the car and getting out of the car like my grandmother. That's how, that's how I felt. I felt like 95 years old. That's how my soul was. My body was not that much bigger than what it is now. Maybe about 20 pounds, less than 20 pounds uh, higher in weight, but I felt like a ton of weight. I could not carry it anymore. I could not drag my body anymore. So I went to uh, another meeting. That one was uh, the Sunday, which was the big book, the, uh, the study. Uh, that one made no sense to me either. I just read the paragraph to make sure that the paragraph that I have to read are fluent in reading. And that was it. And I felt as if uh, I was thrown in the middle of China. But uh, it was free. I was willing to try and see maybe it made sense to me. So I went to the third meeting, which was the kitchen sink on Saturday morning. And Michael was talking, Michael B. And that made a little bit more sense to me, but I was not willing to do anything. So I came home like the previous weeks. I sat down with two big mugs of coffee and half of the cake of the night before and had breakfast. 
this story continued for a good probably six, seven months. Just going to one meeting a week, listening, doing nothing. But coming home, having the same routine of life. Until I, I mentally reached the point that I couldn't do it anymore. And then I... Um, one day I was walking with the same dear friend and we were both grumbling. I said, I cannot walk anymore. And she was saying, I cannot walk anymore. And I was grumbling about life and she was grumbling about life. So she said, I know where to take you. So <laughs> the following day we went to uh, a how meeting, which is a branch of Oasis Anonymous. I sat there with her and we listened and the whole meeting, just tears were running down my face. I could not, I was not able to stop crying. When the meeting finished, my friend said, we are doing it together. I looked at the menu and I said, forget it, I'm not doing this. This is way too difficult. The food was like just a hors for me. That was nothing. I said, I'm not doing this. She said, yes, we are doing it together and we are sitting together. I'm not going to let you go. So... I am thankful to my dear friends, pushed me, and we started together. So for one month, uh, I literally put my life down. And I went to 28 meetings out of 30 days. I thought, it's free, number one. Number two, I have tried the other logical, other diets in the market. None of them worked. I cannot do it. If I could, I sure had done it by now. So I'm willing to try something new. So I did it as much as I could, but after one month, it was too much for me. How was a very strong program, and I was not ready for it. So after a month, I switched to Overeaters Anonymous. I screamed at my dear friend the day, and then I apologized to her, and I said, I know it's because of this food, because I had put sugar, chocolate, and white flour down, and boy, that was a lot for me. I never, ever thought I could live. I honestly didn't think I could survive without eating sugar. I thought my brain would stop working. Seriously. I'm not exaggerating. So... Uh, and she suggested, she said, why don't you switch to OA? And I thought, okay. I had picked uh, someone's phone number, so, and I did not want. I had learned one thing in that room, and that was, if I stop, I'm going to drop out. That I knew. So I left three messages begging the person that I had picked her phone number in one day, begging her, please call me. I need you, I need you to call me so we can talk together. She called me later in the day, and uh, God bless her, she became my sponsor. And up to today, I have her. I wish she was here today. She's not. Uh, the best possible sponsor that I could imagine, the most patient one and the most kind one. Uh, I started with her, and uh, she really helped me to take one very small step at a time. I have been in this program doing it for four years, seven and a half months. And God knows that every day, probably, I have fought with my hands and nails, not wanting to do it, yet knowing 
If I stop, if I do not do it, I'm not able to do it alone. I know without this program, I'm not able to survive. So, what I did was fighting with my hands, no, sorry, fighting with my legs and pulling it with my hands. And my sponsor was smart enough, she knew that I would do it eventually. I have done it, it took me over two years to do the program once, the whole 12 steps. Step four took me over probably eight, nine months. I didn't want to do it, it was too difficult and it was too emotional for me. Every time that I would take a piece of paper trying to write, tears would start running down so I wouldn't write. Up to the point that she said, if you do not finish by this date, I am not going to sponsor you. So I had to sit between the tears and write it and I remember the day that I read my first step to her, I felt like a truck had hit me. But I had to do it. And when I started this program, I hated it. I honestly hated it. The first time I went to one of the meetings in Santa Monica, I came out of the meeting when it was done, I called her and I said, the room smells. She burst out laughing. She said, get the message, it's okay. <laughs> so the ones who have gone to Santa Monica, that meeting, you know which one I'm talking about. So, but I thought, you know what, I'm too smart for this for this program. I'm not going to sit beside these crazy, stupid, ugly, fat strangers. I'm going to learn the trick and get out of here fast. I'm not going to stick in here. This is not my place. I'm much better than this place. I am smarter. I am more confident. I know what I have to do. Actually, I can tell all of you guys what to do. Where to buy, what to shop, how to raise your kids, um, how to cook, how to run your house, how to talk to your husband. You name it, I know it all. So I don't need this program. Uh, but I just was willing enough to stay, learn the trick and get out. And it took me a long time to figure out what was the trick? Because I was looking at, at the old timers and I would see a glare in their eyes and I wanted that happy face. I, I, I wanted that and I wasn't getting it. So for a while I was thinking, maybe since English is my second language, maybe I cannot read between the lines. I was trying to figure out what, what was it that I was not getting. There was something that I was not getting. And, it took, and, and in the meanwhile, I, I was doing as much as I could, sometimes better, sometimes not. Um, it took me over two years to figure out that the magic is the repetition of the repetition of that dumb repetition. There is no magic. Magic is that serenity prayer that I say, Magic is when I don't want an outreach call, but I do make the call. Magic is when I don't want to do anything that I do in this program. That's the magic. That's repetition. And I have learned whatever I have done yesterday was yesterday. Today is a new day. Today is a separate day. And I have to repeat the same thing as I did yesterday. So... I uh, unfortunately could not keep the white flower. Um, over I traveled a lot overseas, and the first overseas uh, travel that I had after about eight nine months, I had to break it in the airplane because the only thing that was available was 
white uh, bread and uh, I was way too hungry to skip it. Uh, now I eat white flour if I do not have any other choice, which is not that often. Sugar and chocolate I have kept, especially chocolate. I cannot imagine how I have put that down. I had headache for months in a row when I started. It was not killing me, but I had a constant headache all the time. And for the first probably month and a half, two months, if you would kindly say hello to me, I would pull every single hair out of your head. I was so angry. I was so pissed off. I could not even think straight. It, it took me a long time. And if you want to know how much I love chocolate, actually my friend asked me to remind this. Uh, I would go to a party, and in our parties, unfortunately, it has become customary to have a chocolate room. So, yeah, the last place that I went, actually, that they had it, a big room about half the size of this room, uh, three people had spent one week buying and decorating that room. You think, or you could imagine, would exist in that room, okay? Such a place, I would walk once, I would try every single thing that you could see there first, and see which one is good and delicious. Then we'll come out of the room. Would you like to look at the room? Hey, they have got the chocolate room. Have you seen that? Let's go. I will take you to the room. I would show you one by one and whatever was good, I would eat with you. Hey, try this one. This is good. I tried it. Delicious. All over the room. Would take you out of the room. Would take you in the room. Again, the same way. As if I was the guide. The whole night, every 10-15 minutes, I was walking in that room step by step with someone different. The whole night. And boy, I would love it. Now, chocolate is not mine. I love it, I see it, I enjoy it, but I cannot have it. It's for the others. So, the room that I said, the last time that I went into that beautiful, gorgeous-looking room, I walked around it, and boy, did I admire what I saw. And I walked with others as well. All I had was a cup of tea and fresh-cut fruit. That's it. The rest is not mine. It's for the others. I have had my share. Thank you. Uh, I do try to live between my meals. Today, this is the biggest thing that I focus on. In the past, it was all the food. When I, would, when I was invited to a party, all I could think of, who has done the catering? How much money have they spent on the food? Do they have good desserts? How about, how about the, the sweets? That was my main and only focus. Now, I do try to eat, to live between my meals. Am I perfect? Certainly not. But I do try as much as I can. And interesting enough, when I call my sponsor, when I tell her I ate too much yesterday or I ate, I don't know, too many fruits or whatever, she never asks me, what did you eat? She always, she always asks me, 
what's eating you? And I am learning to look into what is causing this problem for me. And what I have learned in these rooms are not equal to whatever I have learned in my life. Because I am learning how to deal with other people, how to deal with my family, with my husband, with my children, relatives, and so on. I am learning to draw a line between myself and the others. I still am the same person. I can tell each of you what to do, where to go, how to shop, how to cook. But I do draw the line. I do try to stop myself whenever I'm going further than this line. And most of the time, if you do not ask me, I do try to bite my tongue. And I have learned it here. That I don't need to mind other people's business. Your business is your business. My business is my business. I keep my foot out of your shoe. You keep your foot out of my shoe as well. And I think it, I'm, I'm learning. And I'm getting better at that. I'm not perfect, but I'm learning. Um... I think that I just mentioning that what I do today, I have three sponsors that are my life. I enjoy talking to every single of them every day. Um, they are good reminders to me. It took me a long time to get sponsors. I was very tough uh, at the beginning. I, I was too perfectionist. I wanted everything that I am doing, what I was doing, my sponsors to do and people will drop off. Uh, the last three ones have not, unfortunate. Uh, I pray usually a good 90% of the time, 95% I should say maybe, is the serenity prayer. I uh, call my sponsor every day. I could say almost every day, hardly ever that I do not talk. I have had three back-to-back overseas trips in the last month. I still have called my sponsor every day. Some of those phone calls have cost me $6 a minute, but I have to do it. I have, otherwise I lose it. Um, I hate reading and writing, but I do when I have to. I outreach, and I am of service as much as I can. I go to three meetings, sometimes four, and I have uh, two commitments. One of them is a uh, study meeting. And I try to live one minute at a time sometimes. Sometimes it becomes way over my head and I cannot handle whatever is in my hand. So a day at a time is too much. An hour at a time is too much. All I can handle is one minute at a time. And I do know, like what I read for today, I cannot have, for today is one of the things that I read every day, I cannot have one foot in the water and one foot outside and expecting to be able to swim. If I want to swim, I have to jump into this water. There is no way out. Or at least I haven't found it. If you find it, please let me know. I would love to know. There is no easy way for me. I have to do it all the way. Either I do it where I lose it. Sometimes more, sometimes less. But what I have done, I have kept coming back. No matter what, I have come to these meetings, I have fallen asleep, I have eaten food, 
I have daydreamed, you name it, I have done it. But I have kept coming back. And that's what has kept my mind clear. Today I can, it's like reading glasses. The ones who wear them know what I'm talking about. Yes, I can read without it. But boy do I see clear with when I have those glasses on. It's exactly to wear same glasses toward life. I can see everything clear. I am much calmer and this is what I appreciate from this program. I can live, I can appreciate whatever I have. It can it can be simply looking at the sun or simply looking at your face. It doesn't matter. I can be happy with it. And I thank you. Thank you for coming and I will leave the rest for the questions. The question is that is the God the same as it was before the program as it is now? Uh, the God, I have been uh, raised in a, uh, I could say, religious family up to some point and uh, I always used to go to the temple with my father when I was little. But God, for me personally, was always at the time of emergency, at the time of exams, at the time of problems, at the times that, oh boy, what am I going to do now? Things that, I, that would get out of my hands, that was when I would, or, or a disaster, that was when I would call God and would ask help. Uh, it was actually quite a challenge when I came to this program to accept God as my higher power because I considered myself intelligent, I considered myself as knowing by this time in my life what to do, how to do, and certainly God wouldn't care about what I eat. Come on, God has got much more important things to do than the plate of food that I eat. So I had to start some of it by just acting as if and going with it. I had no choice. If I wanted to continue this program, which I wanted to, I still was looking for the trick. Remember, I was trying to read between the lines. So my sponsor said, start acting as if. So I started acting as if, and it worked. So I continued. Now, today, I know it's not me alone. It's me, my God, and my program, all three together. I have to do my 50%, and God will take the other 50%. It certainly has changed. The God that I have now in my life wants me to be happy, wants to, be, to have a calm mind, and wants to be of the problems and God in this program helps me how to solve those problems how to look at them properly and how to act toward it properly and how to solve it thank you yes 
Yes, I'll be happy to. Uh, early recovery for me was hell. I can tell you that. It was just hell. I hated it. I didn't understand it. Some people get it fast. Some people, you know, get it right away. And some people take, you know, take time. I took forever. It took me forever to sink in. It was hell. I hated the meeting. I hated the people. They were strangers. I didn't like them. I didn't like the environment. I didn't like the program. I didn't like all the time that I had to spend on it. But I had tried other logical things that I knew. And I didn't have a solution that worked for me. Okay? This one, the, this one has been the first one. Never in my life I have been able to have such a calm and clear mind and have this weight loss, which is not that much, less than 20 pounds maybe, and keep it for over four and a half years. Never in my life. I certainly have looked a lot better than now, but I never have been able to keep it. Now, I love the meetings that I go to. I still am the same, sometimes sleepy person. I still am the one who doesn't want to spend time to go to a meeting because some of the meetings that I go, I have to spend three hours. I've started studying. I'm back to school. I have my own job. I have a family with three children. And boy, it's time consuming. But yet, I still have to go to the meeting, the same meeting that I have heard God knows how many times. I still have to go again, but I want to go because I know it helps me. I know it calms me down so I can be a better human being, I can be a better mother, a better sister, a better wife, a better classmate, a better friend, and a happier one. And, and, and that's what I want. That's what's keeping me in here. It, it is helping me to, to walk toward being a better human being. Very small steps. I am like, I'm like a turtle. I walk slower than a turtle. But I'm happy with it. It's fine. I'm okay. So that's it. No question? I think chocolate and sugar in combination of them is the best thing that I have ever had in my life and I always and I always say that I make love to the food and especially chocolate and I mean it honestly uh, Unfortunately, I am not able to eat a piece of chocolate or half of a piece of chocolate and walk away. Last week, when we were, I was in China actually, uh, I sh there was somebody with us, I showed him a box of two pounds of Godiva chocolate from distance and I said, you look at that box 
and he said, yes, I said, I bet you I can eat to the last piece right now. His jaw dropped. I said, you can. I said, you bet. <laughs> I love it. And believe me, I pick one. I don't pick one. I pick the whole box. So, since I cannot yet eat it like a lady, I have decided for now, just right now, I'm not going to eat it. What I will do tomorrow, who knows? Maybe I'll change my mind tomorrow, but now I'm not going to. Thank you. Yes. I uh, am too lazy. I do not have the, the, what the others do in the morning, unfortunately. I open my eyes and I have to start calling my daughters to wake up so I can take them to school. I do start my daily serenity prayer and I don't need to kneel down, although it's suggested in this program, to pray. I'm Jewish, so I do it whenever, wherever. I'm combing my hair, I'm praying. I'm brushing my teeth, I'm praying. I'm walking in the morning, I'm praying. If I'm not out reaching other people. I am driving and I'm praying. I'm sorting what I have shopped and I'm praying. I'm putting my dresses back in the closet and I'm praying. I do it all over the day. It's a good reminder and works the best for me. Basically, that's what I do, honestly. I, I can lie to you, but I don't want to. Uh, the other thing I do is for today. Uh, I read for today. I have it in my car and I have it in my house. Two copies, so I don't have any excuse. Uh, I read the big book. I hate reading, but I have to. Uh, it took me three years to read it once. That's how much I hate reading. Uh, and I was ashamed of my sponsors to tell them to read while I hadn't finished it myself yet. So I have read it and I'm reading it every day. I haven't read it today yet, but it is not over. Uh, I went to trips, overseas trips, and I had both my two for today and uh, the big book, and I was reading it, and it was helping me. That's major thing that I do besides whatever my sponsor asked me to do, which I delay as much as I can. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. We have no more time for questions. Sorry.